Hey folks, I just want to let you know about my upcoming book, The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. If you're looking for a job or you think you might be looking for a job in the future and you're trying to up your mobility and meet new people and things like that, this book walks you through the whole process. So go ahead and check it out. It comes out on November 20th. It'll be on Amazon and you can find it as The Max Coder's Guide to Finding Your Dream Developer Job. Hey everybody, thanks for coming to another episode of My Angular Story. I'm your host, Aaron Frost, and today we have as our guest, Addo. Can you, uh, Addo, well, go ahead and take a second to introduce yourself, let everyone know who you are. Sure. Hey everybody, uh, my name is uh, Addo Kukic, and um, I have been working with Angular for the last six, seven years. Uh, currently, I work at, at Auth0 as a uh, senior developer advocate engineer. So uh, my day-to-day -day is pretty much focused on getting out into the developer community, talking to developers about authentication, uh, access management, securing their applications, securing their Angular applications is one of my, uh, one of my big focuses. And uh, yeah, I've been a developer for, for about 15 years now, working on both the front end, the back end. Um, Angular was actually my, my big, uh, Angular JS back in 2013 was my big first foray into single page applications and I have not looked back. <laughs> this episode is sponsored by Sentry.io. Recently, I came across a great tool for tracking and monitoring problems in my apps. Then I asked them if they wanted to sponsor the show and allow me to share my experience with you. Sentry provides a terrific interface for keeping track of what's going on with my app. It also tracks releases so I can tell if what I deployed makes things better or worse. They give full stack traces and as much information as possible about the situation when the error occurred to help you track down the errors. Plus, one thing I love, you can customize the context provided by Sentry. So, if you're looking for specific information about the request, you can provide it. It automatically scrubs passwords and secure information, and you can customize the scrubbing as well. Finally, it has a user feedback system built in that you can use to get information from your users. Oh, and I also love that they support open source to the point where they actually open source Sentry if you want to self-host it. Use the code devchat at sentry.io to get two months free on Sentry's small plan. That's code devchat at sentry.io. You started programming pretty young then because you're not you're not, I mean, if you've been doing this for 15 years, then you started young, yeah? Yeah, so I'm going to be, I'm turning 30 next week, actually. Yeah. And uh, my, my first programming experience, the, the first time I got paid for it was when I was uh, 15 years old. I've always been kind of a, a nerdy guy, always working with computers, always messing around in that regard. So I had a, a mutual friend uh, come to me and ask me, hey, uh, you're good with computers. Can you, can you build me a website for my, uh, for my store? Uh, he was running one of those, uh, it was called Mail, uh, Mail Plus, so, so it was like a, a reseller of postage stamps and, and just your regular, you know, carry your needs. And um, so I was like, yeah, of course I could build you a website. And I, of course, didn't, I had never built a website, never, was never paid for it, but I'm like, I could figure this out. So I downloaded Dreamweaver, of course, this was 15 years ago, and yeah. uh, found a template off the off the internet and just started messing with it, uh, learned a whole lot, it was a big learning experience, but launched the site in a couple of weeks, it was just a landing page with a couple of, couple of sub subsequent pages for um, you know, their location, hours, services offered. And uh, that kind of kicked off my professional development and programming career. And then uh, 
since that since then i've uh, i actually had my my own freelancing company that i ran for a number of years with a partner and you know things just kind of snowballed from there and then around 2011 was when i um actually started working for for different companies as a as a full-time employee just because the the money was better freelancing is is great but you know sometimes you need the the steady paycheck <laughs> yeah totally totally so so you have people listening can't see this. You have a wolf walking around behind you in your house. <laughs> what kind I do. Of dog is that? So that is a uh, Siberian husky. Okay. And uh, so yeah, they they are very closely linked. So they're one of the breeds that's very similar. They they look very wolf like. They're about as far from from a wolf as as they can be. And uh, Klaus, he is, um, well, when I got him as, as a puppy, they told me Huskies tend to be, you know, 40 to 45 pounds max. And this guy is pushing 65 pounds. He's one of the, the biggest Huskies in the world, but he's a, he's a gentle, gentle sweetheart that just loves, loves pets and, and just loves to lounge around. Yeah, he looks, he looks pretty chill. Um, he looks super, super um just kind of hanging out with you there. He's your buddy. Yep. Oh yeah, I love you, him. <laughs> you, you work from home every day? Uh, most of the time. So uh, you know, as my role as a as a dev advocate, I spend a fair amount of time traveling, uh, going to to conferences, going to to meetups. So, um, but other than that, when I'm not on the road, I'm at home, hanging out with Klaus. <laughs> so who takes care of Klaus while you're gone? Uh, typically my brother. So, so he lives uh, just a couple minutes away. So he'll come in and stay over and um, he has a, he has a dog that he'll bring over and they'll just play and hang out. Oh, nice. Yeah. What kind of dog does your brother have? Uh, he has, uh, it is, so he was a rescue. So, so we don't know the, the exact breed, exact, yeah. uh, but he, you know, he has uh, a bit of everything in him and he's, he's just the best. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Um, so I'm trying to, so what are some of like the things you've been, what are some of the harder things you've been solving with Angular, Angular lately? And like, what are the things that make Angular uniquely suited for what you're working on? Sure. Uh, that is a very, very good question. Um, when it comes to, to, you know, the, the latest Angular, Angular release, uh, one of the, the big things that, that I've been focusing on for the last two years is figuring out how do we authenticate uh, how do we make the authentication story within Angular applications as simple as it can be? So that you know, this is challenging for a and it's it's more like saying as least complicated because there's it's hard to say simple, but maybe the least complicated possible. That's a good way to put it. Okay, cool. <laughs> so making authentication as uh, you know less complicated or you know the the least complicated as it can be because it, it's it's such a such a challenging aspect, um, you know, even if you're building a traditional web application, there's still all sorts of considerations you, you have to take into account, all sorts of vulnerabilities to, to worry about. But yeah. when you move your entire application, all of the code to the front end where it can be uh, easily, you know, read by anybody, you know, even malicious actors, then you have a, a whole set of other problems to, to worry about. Yeah. And, uh, you know, this isn't just specific to Angular, but since Angular has been my focus over the last couple of years, uh, just trying to make that user experience, uh, developer experience actually, easier or simpler, less complicated, uh, has been 
the the big challenge. And luckily, you know, I've I've had the opportunity to work with uh, with Kim Maida, who who's one of my my colleagues here at Odd Zero, and the the stuff that that she's done uh, with the with the Quick Start, for example, to to get it running, has been very very impressive. The thing that I believe most about top notch developers is that they're constantly learning. Whether you're out watching videos, whether you're reading blog posts or books, whether you're out writing open source software, you're always out there learning how to be a better developer. And my friends at Thinkster and I teamed up and we put together a show called the DevEd Podcast. You can find it at devedpodcast.com. It's run by Joe Eames, who you might know from JavaScript Jabber, Adventures in Angular, and Views on View. And they have terrific conversations about what it means to become a better developer, to learn how to do development, and the ways that you can learn. So if you're looking for inspiration and ideas about how you can do better and learn better as a developer, then go check out the DevEd podcast. Do you guys all, do you guys all that work with Kim, do you guys all um, hold her in as high esteem as the rest of us in the community? Like she's pretty fantastic. Oh, absolutely. I, uh, I worked with Kim uh, even before she joined Dot Zero. She, she was actually, um, a, a contractor for a company that prior to Azura, I had worked for a healthcare startup. And uh, this was back in 2013, 2014. And okay. we had been running this very old traditional ASP.NET C-sharp stack. And we decided we needed to modernize, we needed modern features. And uh, I was put in charge of picking a, a front-end framework to, to kind of replace that. So I was evaluating Knockout, I was evaluating Ember, and then I stumbled upon AngularJS. And I mean, it was like, there was no doubt that this was gonna be the framework uh, we, we go with. Uh, I built a proof of concept over the weekend. Uh, the two-way data binding at the time was, was mind-blowing. Uh, it, it, you know, just being able to quickly iterate, quickly prototype um, was, so so refreshing made our made our life so much easier and then as we were scaling up that platform building it more and more we realized we needed uh some some additional developers and uh, kim's company uh, was actually the the one that we went with so i had a chance to to work with her during the angular js days oh yeah and um those were those were fun but they were also very challenging uh, <laughs> very challenging at times yeah different times weren't they that's cool um man i'm I, every chance I get to work with the Auth0 team, I think you guys are fantastic. I mean, ever since I started working with Angular, you know, Auth0 has been a thing. And, and then, um, you know, a couple of friends and I, we started ng-conf and pretty much the first year Auth0 showed up and was like, hey, we want to help. And we're like, oh, yeah, cool. And uh -huh. so um, Auth0 has been, been, you know, with us, been around I've been surrounded by it pretty much regularly for the last, I don't know, seven, coming up on seven years now. So, uh, and, and your team's great. I mean, you, Sam, Kim, uh, I know Martin moved to the United States recently. I mean, you guys have a, you guys have a fantastic team. So thank you. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that, that has always kind of kept me at odds and kept me energized is the way that odds approaches the developer community. Like we just want, we just want to do right by, by developers. Um, you know, whether it's our quick starts, whether it's our, our evangelists, our, our advocates going out into the field and helping people, whether, whether they're using Azure or not, most of the talks that I give have very little to do actually with 
implementing Auth0. It's it's more talking about, you know, how do you implement secure authentication? How do you implement secure identity management into your applications? Um, and if you want to use Auth0 to make it a little bit easier on you, great. If not, you know, here's at least what you need to know so that you can um, you could do it pr properly. Yeah, and uh, and having that support from the company where it's like you know you don't have to pitch out zero at, at every single talk or you know be a salesman just go out there and help developers is such a fresh of you know fresh of breath air breath of fresh air um, and you know just really encouraging to to me as a developer. Yeah, yeah. So let's let's do this real quick. We are going to do a podcast with like an auth podcast, right? Like we're going to be able to guilt. Sam and Kim to take a break from their their schedule and come on with us. <laughs> I will I will uh, get them uh, whenever whenever we can uh, find a time. Yeah. We'll get the three of us and, and we would love love to do that. I think that would be uh, very very interesting. I think it would be cool to just talk talk about auth because auth you know authentication identity management. It, it's not something that that people you know wake up in the morning and read the latest blog post about because it's so interesting and so so refreshing but it's something that every application developer needs to understand needs to know how to do and needs to know how to do it properly uh, otherwise you know they'll end up on the the front page of you know hacker news or the, or the new york times yeah yeah i mean the last thing you want is to be the the developer responsible for the cso or the cto ending up on hacker news right like that's yep. i mean if that's not one of your worst nightmares, you should just read some of those articles. I, <laughs> I read those and I'm like, man, every developer involved had good intentions, right? And that's what's, that's what's so tough about it. You really do need to focus on it. So, so I, I actually, me and you met for the first time, you know, coincidentally that we're doing this podcast. We met for the first time Saturday. Yeah. Right? Saturday <laughs> morning. At, at the, the GD summit. <laughs> the GD summit, yeah. And um, so what did you think about the GD summit? Like specifically, what did you think about that keynote? The, the keynote was, was absolutely amazing. Having, having an actual astronaut, uh, you know, tell us about life in space, tell us about, you know, the challenges he went through and, and just the overall message of, you know, be, be persistent, be determined. Um, and, you know, go, you know, one of the th things that really resonated with me there was, uh, you know, a lot of people have, uh, you know, great ideas and everybody wants to do something great, but having a, having a great idea only gets you so far. You have to, you know, follow through. You have to, you have to put into work. Otherwise, you know, your ideas are, are just that ideas. Um, yeah. so, so that keynote was amazing. Just, just hearing about, you know, the, the spacewalk, the, yeah. uh, launching into space. Just, it was, it was very, very amazing. Yeah. He, sh he, 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 he did such a great job at sharing, uh, vivid details. Like, um, he talked about some space debris hitting the space station and like he ducked as he told the story. So like, um, you know, he had a lot of detail as he told stories and um, he talked about, you know, his, where he took that selfie, remember the picture of his selfie? Uh -huh. And at first you're looking at the picture like, that's not a selfie. It's just a bird's eye view. But really when you look at it, you're like, oh, that is a selfie. And that is a wonky, like 
to think that you're just sitting out there free floating in space on the top of the antenna. That's anyway. Um, I thought it was pretty awesome. Um, I, I, I walked away super, super inspired mm-hmm. by uh, his name's Garrett Reisman. He's some sort of advisor at SpaceX. He's, I can't remember what his title was. It's like the, the director of, uh, of Space Command or is like director of space communication or, or something up there. But, but yeah, he's working with SpaceX right now. Um, they, they showed the video of uh, SpaceX uh, landing the, uh, the Falcon Heavy rockets. And, you know, I've seen that video before, but every single time I see it, I still get, you know, shivers down my spine. Oh, it's yeah. just such a such an amazing feat to yeah <laughs> to crazy. witness no it was cool i was i i felt lucky that the gde's got a chance to hear an actual astronaut so yeah adventures in angular is a devchat.tv production made in partnership with hero devs hero devs is a group of angular experts who can help your team code like true developer heroes if your team needs an angular expert reach out to aaron at hero.dev today so, um, if anyone, are you, are you down to, like, are you down to be open on, like, hit up on Twitter if anyone has any questions about all Oh, absolutely. Anything yeah. else yeah. Angular? Anything, anything Angular, anything, uh, anything identity management related. I am a really, really big proponent of the uh, Go programming language. So, if you have okay. Go questions or are interested in learning more about Go, feel free to hit me up. Uh, my Twitter handle is at Auto, K-U-K-I-C-A-D-O. And uh, yeah, happy to talk to any developers, either offer, offer advice, help you debug, a, debug an issue or whatever you want to talk about. Oh, cool. That's awesome. Yeah, I'm just, I'm sorry, I'm still reminiscing about the space talk. Uh, <laughs> like the, just how, you know, kind of the motion around the, the, uh, his talk was is still kind of bouncing around my head and I'm having a hard time focusing on it. Um, so if anyone has any questions, sounds like Twitter's the best place to get a hold of you. Oh yeah, uh, I think Twitter is is the place for devs. Uh, you yeah. could also find me uh, on LinkedIn and Facebook at the at the same handle, um, or you could always email me at autoado at com. Happy to happy to connect that way as well. I'm uh, always open to to talk to to developers, to aspiring developers, to who uh, to whoever wants to talk. Yeah, cool. Um, so let's move on to uh, the picks section. So I have kind of a. I'm not actually sure when this is going out, um, this podcast with me and you. So hopefully by the time it goes out, this is a safe thing to say. I'm just going to say it. I'm just going to take a risk here. So we, we just, the world just experienced its first all RxJS conference. And it was in Vegas. It was called RxJS Live. It was, I thought it was awesome. So we're getting ready to have our second though. So um, there's a there's a community member, and I'm trying to remember her name. Her name is Jen Ashley, and Jen she's Coder Coder in Hills on Twitter. She's going to organize RxJS Live London. Oh so, wow! Yeah, so there's going to be an RxJS Live in London. Dates not sure on yet, but it's pretty it's pretty close to that ngconf timeframe. So um, it'll be it'll be good it'll be good time for people to kind of get out there and, and learn about you know RxJS and Angular. So anyway, I'm gonna pick I'm gonna pick RxJS Live London. That's my pick. Uh, that's uh, that's amazing. Uh, I I hope there's an uh, open CFP for that because I will 
be sending uh, sending a bunch of CFPs to it. Yeah. Um, if if I my pick would be uh, as as always my my favorite conference NGConf. It uh, honestly my my very first developer conference was uh, way back in 2015. It was it was actually NG Vegas. Oh, cool! Uh, the first time time that you guys did it, and oh, yeah. uh, that that one uh, totally kicked off. Uh, just my it inspired me so much to to actually want to get out there and, and talk to developers. Uh, that was a, a huge event for me, and, and coincidentally, the first conference that I actually got to speak at was uh, NG Vikings in oh, nice. uh, in Finland. Oh, cool. So Angular has, has always been uh, has always had a, a special place in my heart. And then NGConf 2016 was uh, was the first time I attended, and I think it was the first time you guys did it, and that just blew my mind. It was so well organized. The, the community like left such a positive impression and mm. I'm, I'm hoping to be, to be back next year, either as a, as an attendee or a speaker. Well, yeah, please. seriously. Um, <laughs> I'm excited for it too. And I'm glad that that's funny. Um, you know, NG Vegas is this, it's this conference we did one time that we probably should have kept doing. And, um, it, it was small though, right? It was, it was fairly like 250 small. 250 people there. But it had a big impact for those of us that was there. So I'm glad you picked that. That was a it was a fun conference. <laughs> yeah, I remember the the only feedback that, that I heard from people from people at the conference was they wish it wasn't because it was at Lake Las Vegas. So it was a, a little bit outside of yeah. outside of Vegas. So people, uh, you know, they wanted to be closer to to all the all the Vegas action. But yeah. I hope you guys. Uh, I hope. Well, I mean, you, we had RxJS live which was which was a lot of fun i i didn't get to attend this year but i had i had a couple of friends i think sam kim and, and uh, kapehe they were there as speakers so uh you know they had all all great things to say about it and you know i'm hoping we bring more more developer conferences to vegas <laughs> yeah yeah i agree yeah so that actually that that that, that uh, location that's actually where react conference now so mm -hmm. it's a solid solid venue um but yeah anyway all right well otto thanks for coming on Everyone, if you want to get a hold of them, it's Kuchik Auto, Kukic Auto, mm -hmm. K U K I C A D O on Twitter. Yep. Okay, reach out to Auto, ask him any questions, uh, get your Go questions to him too. Uh, thanks for coming on, take taking time out of your day to um, come be a guest, get, let the uh, Angular community get to know you better. Awesome, and uh, thank you for having me, Aaron. This was this was an absolute pleasure. Yeah, no, same. And then to the listeners, I'll just say. Thank you for being here, and we'll see you next time. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.